The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. announced it will produce a live-action remake of the classic animated film Lady and the Tramp, and Jared Leto has already lost 40 pounds to play the spaghetti. Explain that joke to me. Oh, because he's so thin. Well, Jared Leto has a bit of a reputation of being kind of like a dollar store version of Daniel Day-Lewis, where he just really commits to the method acting of the roles that he does, and he often takes roles that involve like these dramatic Body changes, loses a ton of weight, mm. or gets really shredded. Kind of was he? He was the guy who was uh, the AIDS patient in the Buyers Club, yes. Dallas Buyers Club, yes. or whatever that movie was. Yeah, and I, I'm not sure the insulting comparison to Daniel Day Lewis was uh, necessary. I think he's a gifted thespian. Back to you. He, he was mm. also in the Suicide Squad, which was horrible. Well, guys, got to make a living. You know, they offered him a lot of money. Marshall bring it, this up in his news, and we'll get into it more. But Congress is uh, uh, passing a 1.3 trillion dollar spending bill with almost no discussion. Nationally, I mean, it's just not even a conversation. Nobody even knows this is happening. Right. Uh, they aren't talking about it amongst themselves. The media is not covering it. It's just a nothing. We just don't. It's just not part of our world, apparently. So uh, more on that later. We'll it's tell astonishing. You what's in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just a quick follow-up to the interview we had at 640. Uh, young Brandon Gillespie is a Rockland, California high school student. He's attempting to lead a walkout over abortion. Uh, in the style of the walkout over gun control or in the memory of the kids killed in school shootings or 
saying that, you know, that's enough. We, we don't want to get shot in school, which is unquestionably a, a, a fine sentiment held by kids. And I completely get it. I'm not anti these kids and what they feel. And the reason you know, I might have different ideas on gun control, but pretty reasonable expectation. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I have a great deal of sympathy with them. But this is a beautiful case that the principal, the uh, administration at Rockland High School, like so many high school high schools around America, Falling prey to the twin evils of America. Number one, not thinking enough. And number two, thinking too much. Oh, whoa. Hey, now. Yeah, that's, 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 a tough what one. Make, that's what makes it tough. Um, it actually reminds me of um, Steve Brill's brilliant analysis of American health care. And uh, that we have too much government regulation where it need not be and too little where it really desperately needs to be. But anyway, uh, in this case, they're thinking way too much. The kids say, look, we don't want any more schools for shootings. We want to walk out of school in the middle of school. And the answer is no, you can't. Otherwise, people would be walking out all over all sorts of stuff. But they thought way too much. They thought, well, I don't know. The kids are really fired up about this. It's a, a civil activism, which is a good thing. We have a, uh, It would cause a lot of problems. The parents would get angry at us, blah, blah, blah. And so instead, you delivered the message, the utopian unicorn riding message, that you can kind of pretend to have civil disobedience. It's not a walkout if the teachers and administration say, all right, everybody, let's walk out. It's a school function. And so you've decided to dress up a school function as civil disobedience, remove all the repercussions, and then tell anybody else who wants to do something similar, no, you don't get to because we don't like your cause as much. Or it's not as popular and we only do popular causes. You're thinking way too much. you got to be in class. That's the rules. I appreciate your interest. But, 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 listen, I tell you what, we will make the school grounds available to you after school. We'll keep the janitors late or whatever. We'll find it in the budget. We'll march with you because we agree with you. But it's got to be after school. Don't think too much. Anyway. Sounds I'm, fair to me. Uh, <clears throat> I'm Joe Getty. So, Transition uh, music, Michael. Come on. Yeah, I like that. Transition yes. music. Why do we have it if we're not going to use it, right? Here's the hook. That's good stuff. So, uh, social media post-dates my um, uh, dating years. The personal computer post-dates Joe's dating years. So, uh, we That's are really, not true. We are not really the people to discuss this sort of thing with first-hand experience. There were computers when I was in college. I just didn't bother to learn how to use them. It looked to be too much trouble. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, dating apps. I uh, came across this uh, Sophia Benoit, Benoit, whatever it's pronounced her name. Pretty funny. Delete all your dating apps and be free. A lot of people actually use these, Sean. This is a real life thing. Yes, I, I, I have experience with them myself. Yeah, and I'm, I don't think I would if I were, a, God forbid, ever uh, single again. But oh, I'd have a look. Really? Sure, I'll just try anything. Uh, Sean, you're a grinder guy, right? <laughs> no, uh, incorrect. A lot of dating advice I don't know is a lot about them is crap. Uh, but according to this woman. But if there's one thing I can tell you that is sound and true and good, it is this. You should delete the dating apps on your phone. Unless, I'll skip that. If you're looking to date anyone seriously enough to know that they have siblings, then listen up. Make all the little apps shake in fear and then delete them. That's kind of funny. <laughs> I like that, yeah. Tinder, Bumble. I hadn't heard of all these. Bumble. What's Bumble's uh, particular niche? Uh, Bumble is the one where it's a... Uh... It's very similar to Tinder, except for the the women have to be the first one to actually send the first message. I like the sound of that. So it's right. a, yeah, yeah. I like that. Ladies, that's, you're the gatekeepers. That, Anybody who pretends otherwise yeah. is a fool. That seems like a good idea. Coffee meets bagel. Happen. Grinder. The league. Delete them all. I hadn't heard of any of these. Most of these. Dating Coffee apps, meets bagel. 
Dating apps are ruining your life. Your dating life. It's not cucumber meets bagel or something ridiculous like that. Cucumber meets avocado. (laughs) Here are some reasons to uh, break your dating app habit. First of all, you're wasting your leisure hours. A lot of people on Tinder will say they're there because they don't have time to meet people. But Tinder isn't meeting people. Tinder is 70%, and then it says in in parentheses, a made-up stat. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that. (laughs) Tinder is 70% deciding if strangers are hot enough to risk getting murdered for. (laughs) Checks out. That's some frank talk. Maybe 1% of it is actually meeting people. Tinder is to meeting people as The Sims is to raising a family. (laughs) But because we think there's a chance we might get laid or loved, we're willing to pay any price, even if our precious free time is being wasted. The time you spend on Tinder is time you could spend bettering yourself in case you ever actually do go out and meet a person. (laughs) Which is pretty funny. Once you delete Tinder, you'll notice that you have tons of extra time to work while you keep th- dating women who are just like your high school girlfriend, or you can finally sign up for that kickboxing boxing class and get in shape. That's wow. Pretty, that's pretty good advice. Wow, wow, that's a little harsh. Remember, you're not having fun. No one I know enjoys being on dating apps. <laughs> it's like dental surgery. Some people hate it, some people tolerate it, and only effing nuts people enjoy it. And this is, I thought this was the most interesting thing I read about this. Even my hottest friends, who by all logic should be cleaning up on these apps, find online dating excruciating. If it's not working for hot people, then you know it's not working for anyone. Wow, that's an interesting perspective. Because you know me, I'm all about effectiveness. Yeah. If anything else that didn't pay you made you as miserable as Tinder does, you Tinder does, you'd jump ship. Dating apps are about as enjoyable as punching yourself in the head every day, hoping you'll meet the next partner that way, and about as effective. Well, I need input from people who, who've used it. I mean, this this gal is very clever. I like her writing, but I don't know how widely held that feeling is. It Anybody? seems to be very common. Just it, it is a... There's a begrudging, well, I guess this is how people meet these days, sort of tone to a lot of it. Wow, it's like it's the only way to get a driver's license, so I guess I'll go to the DMV. Um, But that doesn't make any sense to me. Why would that be the only way people meet these days? Why why would any of the other things in the world change? Meeting people through work or friends or whatever? Well, you can't meet at work anymore because that's a meeting with HR. (laughs) Um, And, uh, yeah, just there's this, they kind of illustrated in that article where there's the sense, well, I don't have time to meet people, so I guess I'll spend my time meeting people on Tinder. Right. And and listen, this reminds me so much of your friend on Facebook or your online community that's not a community at all. It's It's not offering what it says it is. It's offering an illusion of it. It's offering a quick, easy, practically effortless, semi version of meeting another human being. Am I wrong? It, no, it is very much a... a Dating, socializing, simulacrum, right? Like, it is something that it, it, it scratches the itch. You're like, oh, I feel like I'm doing these things. And in some ways, when you get the the swipe matches, you get this little, oh, she thinks I'm good looking. You know, the, there's little yeah. tiny things that trigger in your lizard brain that make you want to keep going back to exactly. it. Exactly. Uh, more compulsive than anything else. Yeah. yeah. But, By the way, the, uh, the use of simulacrum is the staff dusting out the thesaurus word of the day. Yes. Congratulations, Sean. Yes, they said. Wow. Congratulations. Follow your dreams. Um, and I will say, no I, fanfare, Michael. All right, never mind then. I'm sorry, I was doing some behind the scenes. Here's your fanfare. You appear to be doing nothing behind the scenes. I can see you. We can see the scenes. We know what you're doing. Yeah, you're in front of the scenes. 
Um, I, I actually haven't used either of these for several months. I've been dating okay. someone, and I don't think it's a coincidence that the first so you person... Did I've, you meet this person through a dating app? No, and no. I don't think that's a coincidence. Yeah, I don't think so either. It was somebody that I just okay. kind of encountered in the in the natural ebbs and flows of life. Sure. And Your input, please. 415-295-KFTC. Text us. 415-295-KFTC. I'll skip to the part that relates to what you were just saying, then. All you're doing on Tinder or any of the dating apps is just waiting out the time until you find a real person that you actually care about dating. You can waste as much headspace as you want on these apps. You can widen your search to 25 miles and up your age range to 72. It doesn't matter. Because the second that girl on your rec soccer team breaks up with her boyfriend and the two of you start hanging out, you're going to stop responding to the strangers you've been struggling to carry on conversations with on your dating apps. Nice. The person in real life, yeah, the receptionist you've been in love with forever, Finally, it gets a divorce. That's who you're going after. Back to what your mom told you. Get out there. Yeah. Do stuff. That That's what's always worked for me. I, I have not found dating to be... I didn't find dating to be a problem at any point after, like, age 19. Um, And it was just doing stuff. And it that's just because always, you have dreamy blue eyes, you egomaniac. It always just kind of happened. It just seemed like a better way to me yeah. to just be do a lot of stuff. You got to do stuff. And that's... Uh, you know, listen, I'm not a Luddite. I use the technology. But I swear to God, the fake online life that people live... It's just, it's not healthy. Get out of your house and do stuff. You know, if you take nothing from this show for the rest of the time you listen to it, which will probably be brief, who can listen to this crap? Uh, that's that's my advice to you, especially young people. I Don't can't... eat candy for dinner. And that's what a lot of online stuff is. It's empty calories. You get the last word. I really get the feeling that eye contact is so much more important to the human experience than we even possibly understand. Oh, and it's so th- absolutely true. First of all, yeah, there's something going on in our brains, anthropologically speaking, on would we make a successful baby together right. that none of us understand. Science doesn't know. Nobody knows. On why you're into her and she's into you automatically the first time you meet. Um, that that no dating app could ever figure out. Young man, you're in danger of being called insightful, Sean. We should probably end this segment before we go too far. Back to the imaginary high school fist fight between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. If you're not following that story, that is our lead story today. <laughs> I swear to God, we should, every half hour, we should reset everything oh, both of them Marshall's set. got the latest in his news coming up. I mean, this is more astonishing than the moon landing to me. There's another wrinkle in it, believe it or not. So, the current FBI director finally spoke out about uh, top-level FBI person McCabe getting fired over the weekend. And what he said is pretty damned interesting. Hmm. Finally Did he say it. Trump fired him to obstruct justice? He said the exact opposite of that. Oh, really? Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
Well, folks, the Stormy Daniels story just won't go away. No matter how many photos of her bust line, Anderson Cooper slowly zooms in on Good one. every night. Good one. They've actually renamed his show Anderson Cooper 36 Double D. Excellent. It's having an effect all across CNN. Wolf Blitzer now goes by his porn name, Wolf Blitzer. <laughs> <laughs> well, for once, uh, Colbert amusing. Yes, and and good commentary right there. As uh, yes, so much of this story is about showing pictures of Stormy Daniels, and now the new porn girl. Well, she's a Playboy girl, but it's softcore. Uh, CNN is humiliating itself. I don't know if you tune it in at all. It it has gone full on. We'll do anything to get you to watch. You know, I watch the cable news for some reason. I don't even think about CNN. It's amusing. I watch a couple of shows of Fox and MSNBC every day, and I never even think of CNN. I should. I got to put them in the mix. Oh, that reminds me. We've got to get back to uh, the Trump-Putin call. What about the Putin call, Sean? Um, uh, and the fact that Obama did the same thing. And, and we will get to that. Okay. We, I although, see them as different, but yeah, we'll talk about that later. You see them as different because you're a liberal. Yeah. Uh, we got a whole bunch. Bunch of texts on this uh, discussion about the dating apps. I mean, a lot. Yeah. An extraordinary amount. So we obviously touched a nerve. Let's get started. For better or worse. Dating sites. I have an over 50 friend who has encountered three scam artists on various dating sites. So that's Uh, a problem. Yes. Yes. That's big. What sort of scams? Uh, You begin an online relationship. You really hit it off. It turns out to be a beautiful person. And they just happen to get stranded in an airport and desperately need $150 to get home. So disappointing. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I've seen it happen. That would be so disappointing if you think, you know, you got something going and they say, by the way, bad luck. My car broke down. I just need 500 bucks. Another one that's very common is uh, you'll match with somebody and then they say, hey, you know, just trying to be safe. If you could verify yourself with this, whatever random third party ink link like this is this is some sort of verification thing. So I know that you're not a scam artist, but those links and sites that you link to are often fraudulent and have viruses. And And they're good. If you're into poetry, all of a sudden they're crazy into poetry. If you're a Christian, they're devout, et cetera, et cetera. And they Uh. lure you. That sucks. You're a really awful person you do that. Oh, yeah. Really, really bad yeah. person. It seems silly listening to you guys talk about Tinder. I met my wife on Tinder and probably met a dozen other really good women who are now still friends. There you go. That's why I asked for input. Okay. I'm cheering you on about deleting dating apps as my wife of five years hands me my breakfast, which reminded me we met on Match.com. There you <laughs> go. I've heard a lot of good Match.com stories. I'm a 53-year-old divorcee, supposedly hot... No luck after three years on Match and plenty of fish, which a lot of people use. Total waste of time. Mm. The, those are slightly different than the Tinder. Like those are dating websites. the The things that this article was talking about are these zip code based people in my direct area. Do we th- find each other hot dating apps? There seems to right. be a, a, a dividing line between those. Sure, yeah. ba- basing it on looks seems like uh, it's not going to work out very often. And but then the whole uh, this seems like a good idea. The um, you know, what are my interests? All this sort of stuff. But God, I know so many people, long term married couples that don't like the same music. You know, have struggled to find similar interests. That sort of stuff. But but the one thing they do have in common is being in love with each other. Right. Yeah, so, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know, yeah. I don't know, I don't know. Um, met my hubby on Plenty of Fish three plus years ago. I went out there because several decent people told me they had met their spouses there. And uh, it worked for me. Plenty of Fish. Interesting. Yeah. I've been on 100 Tinder dates and they are all hilarious. That is true. 
whether or not they are quote unquote successful, good lord, there's some funny people out there. Like, <laughs> funny, a, you mean peculiar? Both. Like, a, well, oh. you only gave one option there, so <laughs> that didn't make sense. But yes, both funny and <laughs> the fact, hey, sometimes they're just funny people, and yeah. then like, wow, you're a person. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I bet my Matt, I met my husband on Match.com. We've been married for five years and have three older twins. Yeah, that's different, though, as Sean points out. Um, but good for you. I'm happy for you. If you want to destroy your self-esteem, sign up for dating apps. <laughs> oh, I do. Because I have so much. I know lots of people who married from online dating. You guys sound out of touch. I, I uh, couldn't. Uh, I, cl- I think I set it up that way. I couldn't claim to be more out of touch as I've never used yeah, a dating you, app. You seem a little quick to criticize. You stupid idiot. Relationships are hard. People are complicated. It is very well believable that this works for some people. There is some percentage oh, no. of the population. One that- thing is true, and only one uh, thing. Yeah, these- signed all of our angry emailers. These texts could all be from just married people. I got married, and it's been great for me. I got married three times. It's stupid. I mean, couldn't it right. be the what same What do you thing? think right. of marriage? Text us. <laughs> wouldn't it be similar? Yeah. Marriage is a waste of time. Yeah, it reminded me of this thing I saw about uh, depression, right? Like, sometimes, hey, did diet, diet and exercise work for you? Awesome. Keep doing that. Did you require antidepressants? Well, awesome. Now you figured out. Keep doing that. Like, there's... There's a lot of different things to work for different people. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are, are insecure about that, though. They want their reality to be everybody's reality. Otherwise, they feel a, a lack of confidence about their reality. I don't, I don't get it, but... What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, a Trump-Biden fight now a national distraction infiltrating the federal budget process. I cannot decide whether this is hilarious or horrifying or both. It is probably horrifarious. Best places to work in the U.S. and Stormy does 60 Minutes. It is on. Oh, oh my Stormy's God. Stormy's coming up 635 or 735. Phrasing. Did you mean to say it like that? <laughs> Check yourself. Sign the Roman Empire. <laughs> it's beneath 60 Minutes to cover this story, unless there's a wrinkle I'm unfamiliar it's with. It's beneath Wolf Blitzer. So, well, we got all that coming up, including the latest between the fight of Biden and Trump. On the Armstrong and Getty Show. Oh, my God, there's a lot to talk about. I know, I know. We need to get into the news, but first, this note from Nick, very quickly. Jack Joe, a while back while I was in Monterey, beautiful Monterey, California, I was at a rental counter trying to get a vehicle. A tenant was listening to your show. Having been a listener for over 10 years, I, I recognized your voice and mentioned it to the attendant that I, too, was a big fan. He gave me a free upgrade to my vehicle. Make sure I got the best vehicle they had. It was an awesome encounter. Big shout out to that guy for being cool. Thanks for all the entertainment, et cetera, et cetera. Here's my point in reading it. Ask for those sorts of perks whenever you're doing anything. We need to get this going where fags, if you recognize each other in the wild, give each other discounts and upgrades and stuff like that. Yeah, hook each other up. That'd be fun. (laughs) That's pretty funny. One of you drops, say, I don't know, one of our many catchphrases, and you recognize it, say, hey, wait a minute, and do a little business. Be good to each other. Hit him with a yo, yo, yo. Yo, that's not one of our catchphrases. <laughs> Great catchphrase. Uh, it's really sweeping the nation. News now with Marshall Phillips. Well, Republican senator has had enough of the tough guy posturing between President Trump and former Vice President Joe Biden. In a tweet this morning, Nebraska Senator Ben Sass referred to the $1.3 trillion budget bill congressional leaders have worked out and the Trump appears ready to sign. Sass tweeting, total dysfunction. 
D.C. is about to add $1.3 trillion to your debt like it's no big deal. And meanwhile, both of our crazy uncles are fist-fighting in the backyard. Happy Thanksgiving, America. This is a moment in American history, I think, today. $1.3 trillion budget, seen by virtually no one, read by no one. Piling on enormous amounts of debt for the next few generations is passed while the president and the former vice president engage in perhaps the most ridiculous old man tough guy Twitter war in his or argument of any sort in history. Two drunk 70 year olds at a bar jawing at each other are way more justifiable than, than Trump and Biden. It's just ridiculous. So this is a moment that will be remembered. I've got some details from the budget thing, which is right. not fun. It's angering. We've also got the details of the hypothetical boxing match between right. Trump and Biden. What do you want first? What's the best show business here? I think you start with the budget. Okay. So, yeah, they're patching this, passing this $1.3 trillion thing with, like, no discussion. I mean, the media right. hasn't been covering it. Well, it happened so fast, for one thing. And it's 2,000-some pages, and there's no way the media could possibly dig into it and report it. And then you have any conversations about it. But anyway, just thrown in there so you have some idea. Republicans are getting their $80 billion increase spending for um, uh, the Pentagon. Democrats are getting their $63 billion increase spending for domestic stuff. Right. So both sides get a ton of more money for their things. Nobody's even discussing the idea of cutting anything. Right. The IRS, the administration had really gone in trying to slash the IRS's budget. They're getting an increase of $11.4 billion among a whole bunch of other people. I mean, there's just a, a laundry list right. of almost everybody is getting more money. To, and they were doing To hand out to people to ensure the continuation of their power. Make no mistake, that's what it's about. They were running their departments almost entirely with more money than they probably need to start with. Right. But they're getting increases right. for some reason. I don't get and, why and, that is. And never any incentive to become more efficient. All of us listening right now are going to live next year on the same amount of money we made this year, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, but the government always needs way more. And uh, included in there, just a, a funny one, the Save America's Pastime Act is in this uh, gazillion dollar thing to make sure minor league baseball players get raises this year. Finally. So that our uh, national pastime of baseball doesn't go away. That's how what the far hell reaching. The have to do with that? That's yeah. how far reaching the, uh, yeah. the, the whole thing is. And it's getting almost zero discussion from Republicans or Democrats. Meanwhile, let me run down the upcoming battle of the century. 75-year-old Joe Biden in this corner saying earlier this week. When a guy who ended up becoming our national leader said, I can grab a woman anywhere and she likes it, they asked me, would I like to debate this gentleman? And I said, no. I said, if we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. Oh, shut up! And in this corner, wearing the orange trunk, 71-year-old Trump tweeting this morning, crazy Joe Biden is trying to act like a tough guy. Actually, he's weak, both mentally and physically, and yet he threatens me for the second time with physical assault. He doesn't know me, but he'd go down fast and hard, crying all the way. Oh, boy. Don't threaten people, Joe. If Trump was still a hotelier, this would be astonishing. <laughs> oh yeah, if he was just if he was just the guy on The Apprentice, this right. would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Tail wow. of the tape, Trump 6 foot 3 inches, weighing in at 236 pounds. Joe Biden 6 feet flat. Uh-huh. Or what's the uh, what's the weight here? Uh, 180 pounds. 
He's a fit dude. Yeah, it he, is. he is fit, and and he was a tough guy. He was a brawler on the streets of Scranton. You know, uh, a buddy of mine tells this great story about you know the one group of guys, another group of guys, much younger. Words exchanged, tough looks, etc. It about came to blows, and the one guy said to the uh, the young guy who was about to go, he said, "Listen, I've been hit plenty of times. I know what it's like. How about you? Let's go." And the young guy said, essentially, "Well, listen, uh, we've had our differences. Let's all move on." Tell you what, if you're a scrapper, you're going to win. And I'm not. And on this channel, Stormy Daniels going to be on 60 Minutes this Sunday. The interview she did with Anderson Cooper earlier this month, foreign actress who claimed she had an affair with Donald Trump, is good to go. And what? She's one of dozens of women Trump has rolled around with. What, the whole uh, $130 bribe to shut up deal? What's the meat of this story? I mean, what's... what's You've got to try harder with the double entendres. Let's, uh, let's try to avoid them, okay? <laughs> I, I don't... Is, is there a piece of the story that I'm, I'm missing? I mean, is the story just going to be he had consensual sex with this woman... And uh, then he paid her to not tell anybody? Because well, that's not much of a story. Well, her attorney slash promoter is promising more details on the affair will come out on the 60 Minutes interview. Who okay. cares? <laughs> well, if there's something... I mean, if they did physically threaten her or something, that would be a story. I mean, he claims that. Do right. you have any proof of that? I no. I find it hard to believe since you ent- it, ent- it entered the conversation so late in the game. Right. Seems like something you'd have brought out much earlier, like maybe even at the time against a guy who's a billionaire because you'd be able to get a lot right. of money out of him. All I can say about that dude, that lawyer, promoter dude, is right. I want to hire him. Yeah, he's good. He's really good. And Mad About Town Anderson Cooper scores yet again. Playboy model Karen McDougal, who claims she had an affair with Trump, is going to be on with Anderson on CNN at 5 p.m. today, West Coast time. You know what? That is exciting. You know, one of the. (laughs) One of the only differences between Trump and Bill Clinton on this is Trump's uh, affairs were, were with hotter women, so they're more newsworthy. Uh, Clinton had affairs with a lot of like yeah. you know uh, just kind of regular moms, and they're, it's not as exciting to put their 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 tank topped boobs on TV every single night. I mean, other than that, what's the difference? All uh, the women that came out said they had affairs with Bill Clinton. I, I, I think there's an ingredient that you're overlooking, where at least in the the kind of social comments or the the understanding is that the Republican Party is the one that wraps himself in the the moralities of religion. Yeah, but not Trump. But he's the <laughs> he's the king of the Republican Party right now. Yeah. That's the thing. They are yeah. you guys dismiss that. They don't want to. They want to tie those things together. It's not working. Yeah, I'm not sure that's going to work <laughs> for you, you know, guys. The other but thing, a lot of people love it. Yeah, yeah, but they love it, but it doesn't matter. Well, people who hate Trump love it because it's damaging yeah. Trump. The re- the difference with Clinton is back then it mattered politically. If the Democrat nominee banged 380 girls, well, as long as they were grown women, and and people liked them better than the Republican, I don't think it would change half a percent of votes next time around. It's just changing mores in the United States. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips of the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. I mean, it's not like I don't understand your point, Sean. Right. I, just, I just don't think any of it matters anymore. Smoking pot, getting with somebody who's not your spouse, I just don't think anybody cares much. Hmm. Well, yeah, for better or worse. For better or worse. We'll see. Well, declining morality. How's that gone for most societies? Well, I'm not sure we should pay that much attention to uh, presidents and affairs they're having. I'm, I'm not sure that should be an issue. It wasn't for most of our history. Then it was briefly. Fair point? I don't know. 
I was hearing about the lovers of Teddy Roosevelt the other day. He had plenty of them. Really? Really? Did not know that. Uh, You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Trying to read up on this uh, spending bill. Mm. There's not a lot of information out there. No, it's 2,200 pages long. Um, it's uh, it's it's uh, more money than you can you can wrap your head around. Nobody outside the Big Four have really even glimpsed it. Right. I mean, I heard some powerful senators saying, "I'd like to know what the hell's in this and why nobody asked me." Yeah, which is a hell of a way to run a government. Also, we need to talk about the whole Trump congratulating Putin. Obama did the same thing. Uh, the Armstrong and Getty take on it may shock you. I think a lot of you have all the evidence and are reaching the wrong conclusion, but um, we'll talk about that. So I mentioned the self-humiliation of CNN and how much I'm enjoying it. Positive Sean has done a lovely job in assembling for you uh, the following. This is the people who covered the Iraq War live in 03, descending now to tawdry tabloid reports uh, uh, about porn girls. There's lots of breaking news right now, including a tweet uh, that just came in from Stormy Daniels, uh, the uh, former porn star. Let's bring in our experts and discuss. And, Gloria, let me read to you this tweet from Stormy Daniels. She's not going away by any means. We'll put it up on the screen right now. So I think the president has met his match in uh, Stormy Daniels. They're pretty similar. They know how to use the media. They're not afraid uh, to do it. She's She's got a new lawyer who's all about the publicity, getting on television. They're promoting this interview that she's doing on 60 Minutes. Do you have the ability to pause this? Maybe this is what I'm having trouble uh, figuring out. So is there more to the story than he had sex with a porn star? Because that is known, and it was exciting, and we talked about it a lot, and oh, my God, look at her, and this is how it happened, and I read read her description of how it happened. But since then, is there anything that has happened? I would like to tip CNN $100 for using the phrase panel of experts. When they say the Stormy Daniels story is not going away, um, I I, I don't understand what that means. I've heard NPR and MSNBC desperately try to claim that it's uh, the illegal campaign finance thing, but nobody buys that. Okay, if that becomes a thing, that'd be a thing. Trump continues to deny it. Him having his lawyers try to get the story to not air on 60 Minutes. These things elongate it in the Absolutely, and elongate the fun, much as Stormy Daniels elongated men's members. What? (laughs) And her lawyer getting getting the story on 60 Minutes? He should get some sort of trophy or prize (laughs) or check or something. I mean, that's one of the great all-time... I took a story that's like a tabloid story, and I got it on 60 Minutes. I mean, that's a win. Well, he'll get plenty of checks because he's good at his job. No doubt. Not 60 minutes. I think that this is one of the few stories in the Trump era that has actually stuck uh, for several weeks now. And in part because I think Stormy Daniels and her lawyer have been very savvy in the way that they've kept this alive by offering these little breadcrumbs. It's It's a political nightmare right now for the president, potentially, isn't it? It absolutely is. And we should just stop for a second and think about what we're talking about. 
We're talking about hush money paid to a pornographic actress. We're talking about uh, intimidation to try to prevent a pornographic actress from actually going out and talking about her relationship with the president. We're talking about other women right now who are saying that uh, uh, actions were taken to prevent them from telling this story about their relationship with the president. If this was any other president, they would be gone. They would be Go thrown ahead. out of the White House. Right. That's so, probably true. Uh, yeah, I think that's more. Well, it's a couple of things there. But first of all, yeah, hush money. They said, listen, uh, we'll write you an enormous check if you don't talk about this. And the girls all said, hell yeah. Well, what about the the one who sold it to the National Enquirer without understanding that they were just going to bury the story? So they were they made a deal with these people to get my story out there. Turns out they were... You know what? I appreciate I'm your rhetorical skill Trump is in friends. making it sound like it's some sort of noble thing to sell a story to the National Enquirer to quote-unquote get it out there. They got their money. The National Enquirer owns the story. They can do whatever they want with it. It is definitely true that if this had been George Bush or Barack Obama or anybody, it would have been... Changing been, changing morals. But, yeah. And everybody knew what Trump was. I assumed Trump was this kind of guy. Oh, yeah. I guaranteed it. I've talked about it as he ran. Go ahead. And I understand that there's a fire hose out of Washington right now with Russia news, uh, with President Trump tweeting with the Stormy Daniels stuff, with the fact that government could shut down in a couple of days. What are they thinking? Well, let's ask Phil Mudd what he's right? thinking. Go ahead, Phil. Go on, Phil. What are you thinking? Speak for America. Well, first of all, I'm, I'm glad you referred to Stormy Daniels as a porn actress and not a porn star. I want to know what award she's won to determine whether she's a porn she's star. She's in the Hall of Fame. But seriously, yeah. this story, this story in the is porn transitioning, yeah, and I think up. we need to focus on that transition. A few weeks ago, a month ago, I would have said, look, this is the problem for Melania's... Oh, that was all I had. Sorry. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. So so I would like to have heard his finished thoughts because he, he thinks what I think. It's a problem for Melania. How is it a problem for anybody else? But I, I don't know. I don't know how that happens. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, maybe 60 Minutes will have an angle on it that, I, uh, that I'm not seeing. You know, Positive Sean was attempting to make the point that a lot of high, uh, Republicans are hypocrites about... Uh, you know, sexual matters, that sort of thing, which is unquestionably true. Oh, yeah. And, if and, you were killing Bill Clinton over this yeah. uh, and you're letting Trump get a pass, that's... Although mostly the Clinton thing was lying under oath, but he also lied about as many affairs no, during the that, campaign. The, and... there, yeah, there was there was an awful lot of we don't want this kind of guy in the White House. Yeah, but, to... but sexing up interns in the Oval Office, though, man, that's a... I mean, that Trump's not doing that. So it was more than just... Pre- or uh, extramarital well, that, sex. From that standpoint, the hypocrisy works both ways. Well, right. Because if that you're a supporter of Bill, if you supported Bill Clinton through that whole thing, when he's having sex with people in the White House, in the Oval Office. Well, right. But my my point was that Democrats in general, liberals in general, are constantly pushing sexual libertinism, sexual freedom. They'd call it from. You know, from uh, the gay stuff to, you know, the sexual libertinism of San Francisco. Absolutely everything goes, including in the streets. It's it's Sodom and Gomorrah um, to, you know, abortion, blah, 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 blah. That's that's the Democrats thing is sexual libertinism. Now, Trump gets with a porn star and all of a sudden they're acting aghast. They're all full of crap. Hmm. And I didn't mind Clinton lying and claiming he didn't have sex. I think people should lie when they're asked if they had sex with somebody. It's nobody's business. Right. I don't think that counts as a lie. None of your business. But, well, yeah. whatever. Well, and, and that's, interestingly, the lawsuit, uh, the defamation lawsuit has been allowed to go forward. When Trump said, no, I didn't, they're all lying. The girls are saying, okay, he called me a liar. That's defamation. I'm going forward with the suit.
That's kind of an interesting thing, too. <laughs> Which I think is what we decided since we didn't boot Clinton out of office. He lied, but about sex. So, so what? Isn't that what we decided? Not what they decided? Essentially, yeah. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.